This is Things You Might Have Heard, and I am Jay Cleveland Payne. I'm ready to present to you yesterday's latest in information, politics, trend events, and pop culture. This is your go-to supplemental source for both mainstream and unconventional news stories. Some you may have missed, and others that have a little extra added context to them that we give you from you, to be honest. I'll get into eight stories, actually nine stories a day. Two of them are more or less the same. And although the teaser words and many of these postings say we're talking about one thing, this really is a show about Tim Scott's girlfriend. And if you're watching the video, you see the teaser graphic of Tim Scott and his girlfriend presented at the last debate. And we'll get to him right off the bat. But we have nine stories total to get to that were vetted by you. We'll explain that vetting process in just a bit. Plus, give you some fun stuff for today as well. Go to our main website, our full website, the whole shebang at the Conversation Project's home. This is theconversationproject.com for more details on how we do this stuff every single day. Less of me explaining it, more of me doing it. So let's do it. Headlines for today. Ten of them vetted by you and curated by me on this day, which happens to be Friday, November the 10th, 2023. So a few more clicks to go, and let's get into the headlines for this morning. Starting off with, as we promised, Tim Scott's girlfriend. Tim Scott's girlfriend reveal does little to quell conspiracy. Now, Tim Scott, the senator from South Carolina, uh, debuted his girlfriend, Mindy Nose, I hope I got that right, at the third Republican debate on Wednesday. Pair have been dating for about a year. There have been a lot of questions about the dating status or the relationship status of the GOP um, nominee. Uh, since she's never been married, uh, much like uh, the other guy from South Carolina who's never been married. And yes, there's lots of rumors about him as well. And just how things are going to go. Now, we'd had the same sort of dealings, you know, four years ago or actually uh, yeah, four years ago with um, Cory Booker when he took his shot and pulled out a famous superstar girlfriend and people sort of laughed at the fact that that there's no way that thing was going to last. We know little, very little about Ms. Noche uh, and like I said, very little about Scott and his background. She's described as a lovely Christian girl and a wonderful girlfriend. That's all we have. There we go. And for those of you who are in the know, she's kind of what we expected. And for those of you who don't get it, I'm just let that go over your heads this time. We'll have have them check out the black Twitter and they'll they'll explain it to you if, or black X if you want to call it black X. Let's go to the next story, which is an actual business story. We have a lot of business stories that are dealing with the business of movies and sort of the the um, just the entertainment industry right now. Now that we're happy that the strike for actors is over, they can get back to actually screwing up the actual movies being released, like this one by shelving Coyote versus Acme. Warner Brothers Discovery continues to show its artistic unworthiness, untrustworthiness. I get that straight because that's what it is. We have word that Warner Brothers is shelving uh, the basically finished Coyote versus Acme, which was going to cost about seventy million dollars uh, total. But they want to save $30 million in taxes, so they scrubbed it. This is the third movie that the studio has actually scrubbed that was basically finished. The first one being the Batgirl movie that was essentially ready to go, and they killed it for tax reasons. This one's third reason. Uh, one of the weird things about this one, it's got a James Gunn producing credit on it, so you're scratching a movie that's already done. You scratch a movie that's actually testing well, which is there, and... Some big stars in this one, including um, John Cena, would have had a, had a piece in this one as well. John Cena, big WB person now with his DC world. world. So he's making the rounds and doing those things. Uh, many other great headliners and really great um, cameos were in that movie, but we shall probably never see it. 
Let's go to Howard Stern, Kevin Hart, and Kelly Clarkston, three big names helping SiriusXM unveil their new app. New app coming out to life on December the 14th, and you'll be able to see the brand new experience for streaming online for SiriusXM. Now, the radio experience is going to get a refresh with some channels. Already refreshed is the Kelly Clarkson channel, which opened this week, and some other new channels coming forward. It's a new experience. They're putting more work into the visuals of the app, more work into the functionality of the app. It's been really, really kind of funky for a while. I've been using SiriusXM for many years, and I use it often um, when I'm out and about to listen to football on Sundays. That's where I get my football. I get my Saints football from SiriusXM. I'm a big radio guy, so listening to the radio broadcast is my thing. They're going to put a lot of effort into podcasting, uh, basically uh, following the Spotify, the, the Pandora sort of method of bringing you into their app and keeping you there forever with all your pods available inside SiriusXM's app. And that's going to be a big thing coming forward. It was a big experience with Howard Stern basically doing the emceeing and Kelly Clarkson playing with a band behind her to try to get people into the new SiriusXM app. SiriusXM is actually doing well compared by comparison, not by comparison to from years past, but for right now as the only standing founder of a of XM, a satellite radio company, because it's a merge of the two big ones, they're actually producing fairly well. When you're the only one out there, it also helps. I did not know this existed, but when I saw this story, I got really, really disturbed. Anonymous video chat service uh, Omegle, hopefully said that right, shuts down Fonder site's unspeakable heinous acts, crimes. If, if you saw me read it, uh, unspeakable heinous crimes. Omegle has come under fire for being an online hunting ground for sexual predators, but its founder defended its service and condemned the constant barrage of attacks from opponents who have long called the site to shudder. And now it's done. Uh, the founder of the, of the thing is basically all the bad stuff going behind it is essentially what kept it down. All people seem to love the spontaneity and love the fact to be anonymous and do things on the internet. But the problem with that is the private video call and text chat uh, app allows people to do some very, very, very naughty things. In fact, he had a uh, basically or a reputation of being a host for sexual predators. Basically, people who want to hide away and do bad stuff could use this app because of that. Uh, they said the anonymity was based into the model that was there to be there. They could not take it away from and keep it profitable, keep it usable. There's a great deal of moderation to try to keep things going on. No longer sustainable. They can't keep it going. This is one where the functionality that made it big also made it the target of the reasons why it made it big being shut down because of all the bad things happening on the app. Shrek 5 release date apparently leaked through NBCU intern's resume. The internet is all over this one because it looks like there is a fifth movie coming out, but a screenshot came out from a woman uh, who put Shrek 5 uh, coming out this year on the resume, uh, Shrek 5 on their on the resume that they worked on. It's set to come out in 2025. Uh, the screenshot of the resume was shared. Uh, they think maybe it was a profile tweak, something out there. Uh, she basically redid it and took the Shrek part off to, to for her official resume. But maybe she spilled the beans on a Shrek 5 coming out in about a year and a half, two years from now. We shall see. Math is a math thing, you know. Let's talk about another movie and a screening that had some serious issues. Gail Godot's screening of Hamas terror attacks film ends in mass brawls between pro-Israelis and pro-Palestinian protesters. This happened a few days ago, so we're a little late getting into the story here uh, to you. But sometimes the story takes a while to kind of generate to move itself out of the way of other things. Gail Godot had a controversial screening of the footage 
from the October 7th slaughter by Hamas, by the terrorist uh, group, sparking the multiple attacks that happened in the streets of L.A. late on Wednesday. About 50 protesters gathered outside the Museum of Tolerance after 200 people attended a screening of the film by Hamas terrorists. They carried signs that chanted, bring them home. Following uh, along with what's going on, it's just, it's really, it's hard to really put into words what the 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 issues that are going on. It seems like it's easy because a lot of words are being said, but it's hard to really put into words exactly how this thing is playing out there. Now, Gal Gadot has been a vocal supporter of Israel, as she is Israeli, and posted countless videos of photos supporting uh, that the process there and to get the hostages that were taken by Hamas uh, released. However, this is not the right time, but it's the time because it's right now where a lot of ideas, a lot of issues, a lot of atrocities, I'm going to say on both sides, are being discussed. The fact that Gaza and the Palestinians are occupied land and that the Israelis are essentially being attacked for being existing at the same time are two things that can be true at the same time. There are solutions. There are fixes to it. Many smart people and people who have more peace and love and more spirituality in, my, in their heart than I do could come to this conclusion for some reason because we're all human, we can't figure it out. The Marvels flips from rotten to fresh with dozens of new reviews. The Marvels, which has been touted as being the worst Marvel movie ever, at least in, in perpetuity or expecting to be, had some reshoots, had some redones, had some issues going on with the story because they're worried about some other guy. And the movie is now um, fresh and clean. So fresh and so clean. And the Rotten Tomato scores are going up because... People are actually liking what they're seeing in the changes. Now, you've seen a couple brand new um, brand new trailers coming out a little bit that teased a couple of cameos and teased a couple ideas and some changes going on. Disney's having a lot of issues around the Marvel brand where they're having some issues, basically making things work out and people getting kind of stale with the process, stale with the product. We'll see if the Marvels, which now is another stepping stone to the big next Avengers thing, as they all are stepping stones. They're not necessarily interconnected like comic books are. They really are. The next movie is a stepping stone to another movie, and they all come back to the big one. We'll see how the Marvels fare out and whether Phase 4 will be a success and whether we can actually get to things like the Fantastic Four and the new Blade movie where we thought that um, the star of that movie thought it went so bad he was going to leave the project. Finally, Two for one. Two stories basically on the same guy, giving us nine stories for the day. So bear with us for going a little extra long. First off, Jason Kelsey had the perfect response for being named finalist for People's Sexiest Man Alive. He's in the list of some great fine guys. Uh, and, of course, he lost out this year, if you say lost out, to Patrick Dempsey, who is this year's Sexiest Man Alive. I'm not sure exactly what Patrick Dempsey did this year particularly, but guess what? He's the guy for 2023 and has been in the running for many of the years. Basically, this Kelsey says he's not the sexiest Kelsey in his family. He kind of kicked that over to his brother, uh, Travis, and joked about this one. But he is in the contention. He is in the ag magazine issue this year with Pedro Pascal, Timothy Chalamet, Usher, Jamie Foxx, and super sexy Lenny Kravitz. At least we know that Jason Momoa say so. So we know Jason Momoa is going to buy plenty of these things because of Lenny Kravitz. He probably has a thing for maybe the other Kelsey, too. Now, also in this sort of conundrum of a conversation, Jason Kelsey made a hint that Travis, his brother, is going to attend a Taylor Swift concert in Argentina. What happened? Well, Travis said he's going to go down south and get some sun. 
<laughs> uh, because he's a little too not, not tan enough. Uh, Jason hinted that he's going down south to get some sun and hang out with his girlfriend, who's kicking off a tour in Argentina down in South America uh, starting in a few weeks. So that was there. Just because it was there, they had a chance to tease it off of that because the Kelsey brothers are, are a trip. They were funny before they got extra famous from the Taylor Swift stuff and then mom was basically the star of the show and so we get a chance to say that Jason Kelsey is a things you might not have heard champion twice if you watch the commercial you get that one too if not we're gonna let that one blow past Black Pluter can't actually uh, explain that one away so we're gonna let that one go no apologies, no errors, no omissions to get to. Oh, one omission here. One big story that we really need to get to. Uh, we're going to give this some time to marinate and, and get some people to understand it. The headline reads, Tui's paid Michael Orr $138,000 in blindside profits. There are many stories out there that are reading this because we're dealing with the story of Michael Orr asking for his conservatorship to be uh, killed uh, because he's been essentially a ward of the Tui's ever since he was a teenager. And now he's you know, a former NFL player with his own life going on and probably like his, his affairs going forward. One, biggest reason why I want to take some time on this was I didn't have a little, lot of time to go into this. $138,000 doesn't sound like a lot of money for the blind, for profits, which is for the movie that it, that it did, considering what the other stars made and what the Tui's probably pulled out altogether. So I want to get more deeper into the financials, have more commentary to kind of be, bite into, if you will. We'll probably find a way to find a way to get this into some of our weekend stuff to go deeper into this one. This is a bit more detailed, a bit more complicated, so I want to actually do this one right. Our teaser story for this morning is a story we could talk about come Monday because it's Friday. We have four days to deal with Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and a little bit of Monday to pull in for the Monday version of things you might have heard. That will give you uh, 30 stories, over 90 stories over the weekend, and 30 stories for us to choose from in the top part to give you 10. Will we talk about this one? Probably not. This is a stretch, but if you want to, go to our feeds. This one's already out there and engage with the stories out there. Go to Facebook.com slash This is the Conversation Project and Twitter.com slash TH underscore conversation. The more you engage in a story, the better chance we have of talking about it the next day or in this one, the next episode come Monday. The headline reads, the first Star Wars parody is getting a proper release. Finally, getting a proper release. This, you see the picture there of the stars of Star Wars. We are talking about the movie called Hardware Wars. If you were around in the um, early 80s or, or late 70s when the parody was, was created, uh, you have seen it um, all over the place on things like the movie channel, if you remember the movie channel, playing in the gaps that were there to, um, to make the gaps between the movies going out there when they played very small movies. The Hardware Wars uh, parody, which much like the Bambi versus Godzilla one was seen in various clips that way, is getting a DVD release, a Blu-ray release, uh, finally after you know 40 years of being in existence so if you've never seen it or you've, you're like under 30 and it wasn't really played out in the places you'll get the full experience of hardware wars the first parody of star wars from back in the day when making a parody meant you have to spend the budget more or less like the movie was check it out if you want to talk about this one vote it up go to our feeds on facebook and twitter and engage in this story we'll talk about it and if you want to talk about other stories we'll figure it out top 30 stories for the weekend will be in contention for the 10 stories for Monday morning. Let's get to a quick stop to a sponsor for the day, someone to help us pay the bills because we have to get that done. Today, we're going to spotlight the sponsor that is the chess store. And the chess store is one that we 
keep pulling up because it's very important, very dire, dire, very dear to my heart for the chess door with my daughter being such in love with chess. Now, we used to have time to play chess. Essentially, it was a choice between soccer and chess for actually getting the practice, actually getting to go to through the club stuff. Soccer wins out because soccer is a bit more involved, but chess is something that my daughter plays often. She puts out the phone in the middle of breaks and she's allowed to have her phone and play chess, been plays chess all the time. Um, when we get back into the pretty big new house, new to us, or house, uh, back at, when we get that all back and settled, uh, we have our designs on a very nice mahogany chess set to put in our living room. Uh, so to accent uh, our return and things like that. If you're looking for great pieces to put into your homes, put into your offices, check out the chess store for great details for chess, not only chess sets, but like chess accoutrements, like big knights and big bishops you can put on your bookshelf things like that also travel chess sets that aren't cheap looking and are very stable and you'll want maybe put those out on your coffee table because they look just as well go to our website link for the chess door and check them out this is the conversationproject.com slash the chess door this is the conversationproject.com slash the chess door this is an affiliate link so if you buy from them we get a bit back for the the cost so check them out and you can have the game of chess, the love of chess, living in a beautiful package in your home. The Conversation Project lives online at this is conversationproject.com. Thank you so much for being a part of the show this week. We had the, I would call it a gaffe, the coughing fit, the actual medical emergency on Wednesday that uh, did not allow us to get through the actual show. So to thank everybody for, our, for reaching out and making sure that I was actually okay appreciate that we appreciate you just being here in general for the show because that's why we do it for you now we need some help from you to do it because it's a group effort follow us on the feeds and tell us what stories to talk about that's the number one thing to do be a part of the show by being a part of the show give us the script for every single day and the weekend shows weekend shows this weekend saturday we give you the 10 things very top 10 stories of the week in the weekly wrap-up and the story of the week a story where we expound deeper on that uh last week was kind of a miss but we're going to do our best to focus on something that really is more kind of on target in the meantime we have this thing happening again on Monday. I told you 10 stories of top 30. Follow the feeds. Go to the email and let us know what we can do to fix things. That is the conversation inbox at gmail.com. And if you think we're worthy of great stuff, help us get more great stuff. Go to our partnerships page at our website and partner up with us, if you will. We appreciate all that in advance. Let's try to wrap things up on a quicker note today and get into the fun stuff right now. Our fun stuff for today starts off with a birthday on the 10th of November, kicking off with Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan celebrating a birthday, and he is not only is basically people in general happy to have new birthdays, but he is happy to have a birthday after his health scare from a few years ago. And basically back to 100% doing performing, doing shows, doing um, movies and TV stuff, uh, doing comedy on stage again. Glad for Tracy Morgan and his health. Glad for his birthday on this 10th of November. Also in history, on this November 10th, back in 1951, direct dial, coast-to-coast telephone service began. No more picking up the switchboard. Press the buttons and go forward. It was as Mayor M. Leslie Denning of Inglewood, New Jersey, called his counterpart in Alameda, California. Direct dial just dialed whatever the number was, probably like five. Five, because there's like only five phones at the time. Today... Very special celebration. Give it up, give it up, give it up. Give much love to Sesame Street. Today we are celebrating Sesame Street Day. 
And so for Sesame Street Day is to commemorate the first airing of the iconic television show back in 1969. Today is a tribute to the positive impact that Sesame Street has had on generations of children around the world, promoting education, diversity, inclusivity, word I always mess up, and fun, engaging content. Now, Sesame Street, as we had in the story a few weeks ago, is getting a bit of a revamp as they're working on some new, uh, they, they, they revamp, they've been doing this for a while now, making the show a bit more modern, if you will, because the kids and the way they, they learn things aren't the same way the kids learned things back when we were watching Sesame Street in the beginning. So they're making the show a bit more modern, making the, the segments work out there. And of course, always adding in new characters and new ideas that are for today uh, that they weren't dealing with in, in the 60s. But Sesame Street is beloved by all. and We beloved them a lot tonight. And we're going to talk about them today because we are celebrating the Sesame Street Day today. And we're also celebrating getting through another week of news another week of life the news itself was sort of uh, iffy nothing really too great nothing really too 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 horrible we did have that debate going on and then the other things and the, and the stuff like that so that was a bit of a weirdness but otherwise we got through thank you so much for being with us helping us get through with it by being a part of the show go through the feeds and let us know what to talk about and go to our website and let us know what to do for things there as well stay limber stay hydrated on task for all the great things you're here to do Friday edition means we're preparing for the Monday edition. Ten stories on Monday, and you tell us what they are by keeping up with us all weekend. While you're checking out your friends' feeds and baby showers and basketball games and all those things, see what we're up to. Engage in a story and help us vote up stories for the, for the next week. In the meantime, we're preparing. We're good. See you tomorrow for the weekly wrap-up and the story of the week, and we'll see you inside with the little ditty things that we do on the short videos. Love you. Mean it. We'll do this all again. Come Monday.